0: The following podcast contains spoilers for The Girl Next Door, as well as discussions on sexual assault and child abuse. You have been warned.
1: I don't really know how to start this. I don't feel like it should be the <laughs> super enthusiastic. Uh, just just do it. Uh, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another <laughs> what's episode.
0: What's up, everybody? What's <laughs> up, everybody? Keystone Film Review. Put a little life in P-stone it before P-stone we
1: get real sad. Film Review. We are Glenjamin Button and Miguel Magusto. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's going to get a little uh, little sadness in this episode. Uh
0: Yes, yes. I didn't know what I really walked
1: myself into.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The second, I knew, For those of you who are not aware or didn't listen to last week's episode, uh, The Girl Next Door, the movie we're talking about, which you may have watched, you may not have watched, is based on a true crime that happened in 1965 uh, that had the torture and abuse and eventual murder of a 16-year-old girl. So since it's kind of based on a true story, this episode is not going to be as fun as it normally is. Mm Mm-hmm. If we accidentally make a joke, it's just in our nature, we don't mean any offense by it, so yeah <laughs> we apologize in advance, we don't mean anything by it uh, but uh yeah, I guess we should just get started, Glenn in the past mm-hmm. uh, week, have you watched any movies?
1: Oh my gosh, I've watched movie
0: mm-hmm
1: mm-hmm two yeah. movies actually <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the one we had reviewed—it's up on the YouTube. You know how my case goes; it's the same every week. I'm just the silly goose who doesn't do his job or his hobby. When it
0: comes to the Stonies, you're going to be so far behind.
1: Oh my god, you have no idea. <laughs> um, so first, we watched Elvis. It's up on the YouTube. So I find out how we really thought about it. Um, but I've been I've been catching up on the, that that damn show called Obi Wan, and I finally finished it. Um, you know, as as a whole. I thought it was better than most of the other things that they've done, mm. but like everything besides the last episode, I thought it was just kind of, kind of just okay. And so then that a, last it has
0: a nice cherry on top.
1: The the nice cherry on top. I, I didn't like make it the best thing in the world, but you know it's nice to see these guys back and you know reprising their roles and everything, and seeing that Hayden Christensen. Through all the years of hate and now love that he's getting, that he came back and you know people are st- still happy to see him.
0: I never blamed him. i no, not always at all. blamed the writing. George Lucas is a shitty writer. He's got good ideas, but he cannot write dialogue for shit. Mm-hmm. And that is why I blame Hayden Christian. I've liked him in everything else I've seen. Yeah, uh, and I know, I know a lot of like younger people love the prequels. I think, I think *Fan of Menace* gets more shit than it deserves. Like, it's not great, but it gets more shit than it deserves. Mm-hmm. But *Clone Wars* and uh, uh, *Revenge of the <sighs> Sith* are legitimately bad movies, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah. if you like them, that's fine.
1: There's there's a huge thing with Disney Star Wars and kind of just Star Wars altogether is how much they're not showing how powerful these Jedi can be. Mm-hmm. and, you know, Sith, and, like, how, like, OP they actually are. You get a little hint of it uh, in this, but, like, you never you never get that satisfaction of how, like, crazy and, like, the feats these guys can do. Mm-hmm. And, like, with the writing of most of these shows or anything, you, you sit there and you're like, this guy is so fucking OP he could rip down a planet, yet he's having trouble jumping over this this obstacle right here and that doesn't
0: make sense. <laughs> I mean, I... Um, I... I genuinely or, do not know what OP means,
1: so <laughs> OP overpower. Oh, okay. Very overpowered. Just uh no. I don't know. There's a lot of lot of like just thoughts that people or characters should be having or doing and they just don't do it. It's it's the writing, it's not really, you know, the actors or anything like that. But the it's writing
0: just, has always been Star Wars weak aspect. It's
1: weak. It is. Some yeah. some of it. But as a whole, Obi Wan, you know, yada yada. It's, it was good overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I I'm catching up to the boys. Uh, last episode was fucking amazing. Shut uh, your mouth. Very very crazy. That's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> and of course we or I watched The Girl Next Door, as mm-hmm. did you. Uh, but I know you've got a couple in the back pocket. What do you got, Mike?
0: Uh, surprisingly, I've only watched Elvis and The Girl Next Door. It is a couple. I'm pretty I'm pretty <laughs> stoked. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I had I procrastinated hardcore this month with all my uh, f- freelance editing I had to do, mm-hmm. uh, including stuff for KFR. So I essentially the entire this entire week have only been editing at night, which is usually when I watch movies. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, didn't really get much t- chance to watch any movies. Uh, probably the least amount of movies I've watched, probably since my honeymoon seven years ago,
1: mm-hmm.
0: when I. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch any movies for two weeks because, you know, Honeymoon and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Although I, I tried. I tried, but Caitlin wasn't happy. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so watch The Girl Next Door and Elvis. Uh, Elvis, we have a review. Girl Next Door, you're going to hear about right now. Not so fun when it's your precious sister
1: getting slapped around. Teach you to pick on people your own size. You brought a cop here. After my mother! Best policy, mind your own business. So you stay out of trouble. So you think any more about it? About what? Getting big into the game? We got our own game now. You want to think about one thing, girl. Well, two things, actually. First, it could be your little sister hanging here instead of you. And second, I know some of the bad things you've done and I'm kind of interested to hear them, so. Maybe this confessor isn't such a kid's game after all. The Girl Next Door follows the unspeakable torture and abuses committed on a teenage girl in the care of her aunt, or aunt, depending on how you say it, and the boys who witness and fail to report the crime. Directed by Gregory Wilson, written by Daniel Ferrand. Uh, that's the screenplay as well. Is screenplay from Philip Nutman and the book by Jack Ketchum. Uh, it stars William uh, Atherton, uh, Blythe off Offarth, I'm terrible at pronouncing. I things, believe so, Offarth is correct. Uh, Blythe Offarth, uh, uh, Blanche Baker, and uh, listen, it's got Kevin Chamberlain, Daniel Manch, Mark Margolis. Only in there for like for thirty seconds. Literally thirty seconds. I thought yeah. he would have had a hotter second in there, but no, he was not. A um, couple other people in there as well, but yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, this this was what I said last time. Is I kind of. <laughs> found a found a page that recommended a bunch of movies and this was on that page and uh man i kind of wish i wasn't recommended this movie at all (laughs) because holy shit well from my Um,
0: understanding the other one based on the same subject uh sylvia likens murder um mm -hmm. with stars elliot page and i think katherine keener is in it that Mm -hmm. one's closely more closely related to the subject like it's they use the real names and everything not just loosely based um yeah and apparently that one's better not that this mm-hmm. one's bad but like i just know that critically that one is gets more acclaim uh yeah but we know don't know was,
1: i don't know if i should call them companion pieces they're on the same subject but i i don't remember which one is a little bit more hardcore than the other uh it's probably the other one um yeah but I, th- I think because of that, I think I chose the lesser of how hardcore it would have been for us. That's fair. And, uh, it was still pretty hardcore, I must say. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: for uh, those of yeah, you was... who want to watch it, the uh, one with Elliot Page uh, is an American crime, uh, and Catherine Keener, of course. Uh, and yeah, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but. This, the thing that baffled me the most about this is that it's, um, the girl next door that is, take, it was released in 2007 and filmed around the same time, looks straight up like a nineties movie. It does. Like it, it doesn't look like the same, uh, if to compare it, like V for Vendetta was released a year before, Mm -hmm. um, uh, King Kong was released two years before the, the Jack Black King Kong. So like the way that this looked i wonder if it was done on purpose uh i couldn't find any trivia about that about the to production to make it feel reading. older yeah but it definitely felt like it was filmed more around the time of like stand by me or uh you know shawshank redemption or something not that those are too close together but it, it, yeah. it felt it felt older than it actually is and i was mm-hmm. surprised by that
1: it, it felt like one of those like a uh, sci-fi movies at least like looks wise like how how they how they look and how the actors uh act obviously um it and it had that whole aesthetic to it Mm -hmm. but not as bad
0: (laughs) yeah but this is the quite possibly the least fun i've ever had watching a movie uh a few weeks ago or a few months ago i can't remember what it was i watched an italian movie called solo or the 120 days in sodom uh, mm-hmm. That movie was not fun to watch, but that one was also not based on a true story. So I could, you know, have that little vine to hold on to. Uh, this one I watched knowing full well that Jack Ketchum specifically made it to follow the neighbor boy, uh, David, played by Daniel Manchi or Manchi, mm-hmm. uh, because he didn't want to go into great detail about what happened and he felt like having that separation would allow him to withhold information and even if he like if this was what happened still quite possibly one of the worst crimes that ever happened in america
1: it's still very rough yeah it's it's still i mean from the from the video you sent me um by the way uh sounds horrible i'm not i'm not a big person on listening to crime i find them interesting but i don't dedicate a lot of my time to learning about all these different types of crimes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so for homework, obviously for, for this, I got yelled, we got yelled at for Elvis for not doing our homework. So I'm doing a little, <laughs> yep. we're doing a little homework now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, for homework, I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to learn about this a little bit. before, before I watch the movie, but I kept falling asleep every time. Uh, Cause I put it on right before I went to bed. So, yeah. like, listening to the guy talk, he's got a very soothing voice.
0: Yeah, uh, Simon from it's, uh, Casual criminal, Criminalist. Mm-hmm.
1: So, like, I kept wanting to learn, so I laid down. And I was like, man, all right, I'm going to learn about this. Passes out from that soothing man's voice and the horrible <laughs> story that he's telling every time. Yeah, Not meant to be a joke. It was just five <laughs> nights in a row, this man put me to sleep yeah. in the most horrifying way possible. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, the the thing I like about that particular episode and, and that entire channel as well, Casual Criminalist,
1: mm-hmm.
0: is that it, specifically in that episode, like he, he says that their business model is to talk about the analysis of a true crime and not like the gore that a lot of other places yeah. do.
1: Uh, he wants to be he, like a CSI. Yeah, not... he,
0: he thinks people, he's kind of like you were, and uh, me too, where like if you're interested in the gore, mm-hmm. what's wrong with you? For me it's always yeah. been about analysis as well where it's just like what happened in this person's mind that caused them to do this. And also mm-hmm. I like learning about the the lives. I don't I don't want to say I like it, but like if it feels somewhat like you're honoring It's intriguing. It's intriguing and it feels like you're slightly honoring the uh the the victims by learning their name and, you know, speaking their name and everything. Uh mm-hmm. so, so there's a little bit of you know I guess that's kind of like superstition. I, I don't really, I'm not superstitious about it, but I, I think it's respectful to continue to say their name. And 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 then in that uh, particular episode, he does not name the actual perpetrator's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said you kept falling apart, uh, out falling asleep at the part where he says they will only refer to her as V W. Uh, yeah. Did Did you happen to finish that video?
1: Oh yeah, I finished it today. Okay, it was a great so, great episode. Yeah,
0: yeah when they. Uh, that VW stood for vile witch,
1: vile witch, and then the uh, the DDS, uh, yeah, the DS1, were DS1 two, and DS2, three. demon spawn, we were, yeah, yep, demon spawn one, two, and three. And the numbers were how, how bad those kids were on the scale. So one was like the worst kid, mm-hmm. and then two and three. Um, yeah. but yeah, I learned, uh, obviously from the video, I learned a lot going from that. Um, and man, it was, I had never heard of this case at all before. Um, I like, unfortunately. Even, I mean, yeah. like I said, <laughs> I, I don't look up crime or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's, I'm not very like a, a squeamish person in any way. Like I've, I've seen a lot of shit uh, that hasn't made me, but like this, this was pretty hard to both listen to and just watch the yeah. movie. Um, and I can only imagine American crime. How bad that because I I'm probably gonna end up watching that too. Yeah, I, I mean only I'm always speculating that, that it's be. worse
0: just because yeah. it's it's closer. I mean I just
1: forget and I'm too lazy to click some buttons to find out which one's worse. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fucking a, a traumatizing case. Yeah. Um, and this movie, uh, being, you know, a little loosely based off of it, it's listening to that video you sent me and how none of the name neighbor, neighbors or any of the people around in the real life. You know the Sylvia Likens. Um, Nobody fucking helped this girl. (laughs) And then in this, like, at least you had that grasp of hope. Is like, oh, at least they had, um, God, what's the kid's name? Donnie, Davy, Davy. At at least, at least she had Donnie was one of the shithead kids. (laughs) Yeah, the fucking (laughs) shithead kids that mom kept bashing. But like, at least she had like a Davy. But in real life, she didn't have fucking anybody. And yeah. that was just heart-wrenching. And in and real was... life,
0: they made her sister beat her. Yeah. It's and like, so she, she told her sister to just do it because there's no sense in both of them getting beaten. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's so... Uh, it's, it's, it's horrible. Uh, and, yeah. I, I had very little, and by very little, I mean no fun watching this movie at all. Um, the only mm-hmm. saving grace is that the acting wasn't the best, so it kind of was a little easier to disassociate. Yeah but the uh,
1: the chick the chick who played Ruth was a little too good and it scared the shit out of me.
0: Yeah, well we we have seen Ruth in another movie we talked on the podcast this year. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, she was in 16 Candles. She played uh, Molly Ringwald's mm-hmm. sister who was getting married in 16 Candles. Yeah. Uh completely different role. <laughs> yeah, very different. <laughs> she's, role. she's fun and drunk in 16 Candles and in this she's just uh, off, horrible, off the horrible. off the rocker,
1: shall yeah. we say? Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as as far as the movie goes, it's hard to watch, but like it's it's good. Hard yeah. to watch, I guess. Like it, I mean, it, it nails what it was meant to do. It was meant mm-hmm. to show you how bad this was, at least on a loose base of it, um, and it it did it. And it, it fucking made you despise everyone that's in it. Uh, and <laughs> it, yeah, it was tough. Yeah. That's, it's it's super it's, hard to talk about.
0: <laughs> it's so like, I, I granted, I've never been in anything even remotely co- close to this situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember that like, you know, while I was taught to respect, uh, adults, Mm-hmm. I was also taught like the second that they disrespect you it's it's not free game but like you can just throw out the respect out the window. Yeah. So like to see like all these kids knowing specifically Davey knowing that it was wrong but not mm-hmm. doing or saying anything. And and what, once the 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 sons of Ruth really got on top of Davey and like started like pulling knives on him and everything. I understood then but before like the second you see a child hanging in the basement, yeah, like say this is fucked up and go get your your mom, like
1: yeah, like but, sure, but like I, they were you they were cool with you before this girl entered your life and like all that, but you know nothing to the sure like he's granted he's a young kid, but you owe yeah. nothing to well, these fucking people. That's to what be I seeing to keep reminding myself happen.
0: is that it, first of all, it took place in the sixties. Kids were raised mm-hmm. very different in the sixties. Um, very yeah, and and. Not every kid was also six feet tall by the time he was 12 years old like I was. Yeah. So, like, I, I might have had a little bit of misplaced confidence when I was 12 years old. Uh, I didn't. But, like, you know, as far as, like, if my anger took hold of me, I, mm-hmm. I might have. Uh, But so, like, I had to keep telling myself, it was like, they're kids. They're, they're scared, too. They're afraid. And yep. they're told that parents or adults know better than them. Uh, whereas like I grew up, it was like, you know, people are kind of generally terrible and, uh, the second that they're terrible to you, it's no longer a uh, fair game Yeah, or you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to respect them. So like, it, I just kept going back and forth. I'm like, just do something, just do mm-hmm. something. It was just really frustrating. But, uh, you know, and, and especially like before the sun started pulling knives on them because, I feel, granted, to to cast as many young actors in such a horrible role as they had Mm -hmm. to, uh, it it would have been like a damn near impossible feat, but every kid that played one of her sons was not great. They were, like, the least intimidating people in the world. Yeah, especially that little shit Donnie. That little shit Donnie. No, but, like, (laughs) they, they were just, like, they, they looked like sheep in wolf's clothing or they acted yeah. like sheep in wolf's clothing and maybe that was on purpose but and maybe it's also because I'm a very large adult man now but like I was just yeah. like I, in my head I was like I could fucking take you you fucking piece mm-hmm. of shit it's very hard if, to get out I'm, of my own head of what I would do now let alone when yeah. I was a child so
1: if you're in the situation of Davy and there's there's like five siblings yeah sure yeah. it's gonna be a little intimidating on you uh understandably so. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean...
0: There's mainly the main kid, the oldest son. Yeah. He he was not very good at all, and and yeah. I mean, like, again... A lot again, of them... Sorry, I keep interrupting. No, it's fine. Uh, I usually interrupt. Good, I'm gonna do so. it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, um, you know, uh, granted, it is a very hard role to fill, and a kid <laughs> to act so horrible to someone is not a natural thing to do that I'm sure he struggled with it a lot. So mm-hmm. it's just, you know... I understandably a bad choice in in uh, casting, but still, yeah, they just also a bad, had a lot bad of casting.
1: Vocally wise, they, I mean, they they did all the cussing and what it probably was on the script and everything like that, but they didn't do. It the did tr- their
0: voices didn't drop. Yet. Yeah, <laughs> so.
1: I'm not a. God damn it! I'm going to the fucking festival. <laughs>
0: Right, kid, damn, There's go. There's the joke at an appropriate time. Yep. <laughs> um,
1: um, but, but yeah, yeah as far you're as, right The body language. As far as the, the movie itself, it was good, but it was a hard watch. Mm-hmm. I don't want to watch it again, yeah. <laughs> necessarily, but I am going to watch an American crime because I hate myself, uh, and I'm just genuinely interested and would like to see more of the straight-up, more um what's the word faithful to the yeah. actual case yeah um the, the the real life case is fucking uh unbelievable especially when especially when uh the guy in the video I keep forgetting his name I'm sorry Simon, Simon I think you said Simon, Simon. Yeah. um especially when he said at one point that the neighbors heard like screaming of help until basically three a.m., until it stopped, and they never called the cops. Yeah, that uh, that there's. Was... Go ahead.
0: There's minding your business, yeah, and then there's negligently minding your business. Mm-hmm. Like there, th- there are definitely people in this world today who don't mind their business enough. But if you hear someone screaming for help for like three, four hours, however long it was. Mm -hmm. call the cops you don't have to go over there yourself and make it a thing but just be like hey cops this might just be a kid that's throwing a tantrum and simon said this in the video might just be a kid throwing a tantrum but i've heard someone screaming help for a very long time coming from that house you should check Mm -hmm. it out like that's why we pay cops that's that's why taxes pay for cops that's why they're there most of the time like unless they're in a city they're just waiting for something to happen that's why, like, traffic laws are a thing because it gives them something to do when nothing's happening. And it's... To, to just, like, not want to inconvenience the cops or something or get into someone else's business. Like, you could do it anonymously. Mm-hmm. And if the cops tell you it was nothing, believe them. Like, you don't need to continue to looking into it after that. It, it just infuriates me when people just don't do anything.
1: Yeah. And then, uh... Yeah, it was very hard the whole yeah. thing. Um, I will say that again, the
0: ending of this is better than the ending of real life events.
1: Yeah. With uh, for with sure. Ruth,
0: Ruth getting a... uh I don't even know what that was that a crutch, a crutch to the head?
1: Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, it was the sister's crutch.
0: Yeah. That um, was sa- somewhat satisfying. Um, yeah,
1: it was it was kind of the good but not good ending um to a Sylvia Likens case um, obviously cause you know uh, Meg still dies in this one mm-hmm. um, but you know like at least you know Davy was there with her and you know Ruth got her fucking shit smacked in <laughs> It's the, it's the yeah. good ending, but not the good ending in, in well, yeah, every yeah. case. But th- um, that
0: that ending, where like uh, where Dave's just trying to comfort her while uh, the police mm-hmm. officer gets like backup, which I don't know if that's what a police officer should do in that situation. Granted, it was the '60s; their radios might not have been as good as they are today. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it th- that was a heartbreaking scene where it's just like him laying on the bed next to her, just trying to like be there with her and and. The best yeah, scene in the movie, unfortunately, because it's so sad. But it was a, it was a great scene.
1: Yeah, and that's, I think that's why I I like this movie more than, you know, obviously the real case because, in this at least, you had Davy who was there for Meg or <laughs> Sylvia. Yeah, and Sylvia didn't have fucking anything. She mm-hmm. had her sister, but like her sister was being turned against her at every moment, and. And Sylvia in, in real life, she was just so fucking brave for doing everything and not putting any of the blame on her sister or trying to save her sister as much as she could. Yeah. Um, definitely a heartbreaking case if you're a parent. No doubt about that. Um, apparently, one of her last, uh, they said in the, I think the video, that one of her last words were like, she was like uh, exclaiming for her dad. It's pretty, yeah, pretty, I'm not own. even a dad. I'm about by, by my fucking eyes my fucking eyes, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but Blythe Offerth, uh, who played Meg did an incredible job as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can only imagine how tough it is for an actor to, as a job, be put through that humiliation, obviously compared to the real thing. It's a walk in the park, but it still can't yeah. be easy to be in that mindset, especially knowing that it's based on a true story. Uh, and and she just did a, a, an incredible job with with even, uh, with that.
1: Even being like the kids who were like uh, torturing, like how do you fucking how do you you've got as a director you've got to be like listen this is are you okay yeah D- this is just bad you in. know especially they're since they're kids like that's huge huge toll yeah. on these guys. Um, I don't know. It's. Very interesting
0: stuff. Very, very interesting. Uh, very difficult watch. If you didn't end up watching this, I don't blame you one one little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're never going to watch it, I don't blame you. One like I bit. said, least fun I had watching the movie, a movie ever. Uh, that I can think of, at least. I'm sure there's another movie out there that I was like, that wasn't fun. Probably mm-hmm. also based on a true story about horrible events. Yeah. But, uh, Yeah. I don't really have anything else to say.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm
0: in the same boat. So that does it for our review. This brings us to the judgment for The Girl Next Door. Does it go on to the little shelf boy? Become a little shelf boy. The KFR mm-hmm. shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaid and Glenn. You picked this movie so you get to decide first. If it's unanimous um, or not.
1: I... How do I explain this the best way possible without sounding weird? I enjoyed learning and watching about it. I didn't like how I felt about watching it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't want anybody to really watch this movie, but I guess learn from it and learn from the actual case. Yeah. And this, you know, this, uh, especially if you were learning about the case before you watched the movie, it's like, this this was like the, what you had kind of hoped had happened in that specific case, but it didn't, and this is like yeah. the closest thing you can get to somewhat having a good ending to that, and that's what mm-hmm. I liked about it, um, and uh, like overall, like it's it's making me feel like I'm still I'm still sitting here with my, these fucking eyes, man, um, I don't know, I I don't necessarily say I want to put it on a shelf, I don't want people to watch it, but it is it is good in its own sense, and you know, I didn't have the worst time even though I had the worst time. Does that make sense to you?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it 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 does kinda. Um It feels disrespectful to not put it on the list. Yeah. Cause like really my only problem with it is that this is just maybe ten percent of the fucked up things that happened to Sylvia yeah. Likens. And that's just going into the movie, knowing that makes it such a hard watch. Mm -hmm. And even, even if it weren't based on a true story, it's just hard to see kids being abused like that. Yeah. So like,
1: it's a, it's it's, a predicament.
0: Yeah. Like just out of respect for the, the deceased and the victims, I would say Mm -hmm. it should go on the list just out of respect. Like it's, it's a fine movie. It's, it's decent made it from a film standpoint nothing's going to wow you. Uh it's not going to be fun to watch at all, but it, to say it doesn't go on the list just feels disrespectful in my opinion. Yeah. So I would I feel say the yes. same. Yeah. So The Girl Next Door out of respect goes onto the list, you know, it's the the greatest respect you could give a person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I hate us. I hate us, Glenn. What have we become? <laughs> uh the so The Girl it does go on the 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 KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaid, and that brings us to our assignment for next week. Hopefully, it's a little bit more fun. Uh, it mm-hmm. is streaming roulette week, so those of you who don't know how this works, we spin a very real, very large wheel that has Huge. all of the movies on all the streaming services we subscribe to on it, and we spin it three times, and we mm-hmm. pick out of those three which one we would like to watch the most. So, without any further ado, here comes the first spin. <gasps> a- The Burmese or Burmese Harp. The Burmese Harp. All right. Let's see. Where is this? This is going to be on Criterion Channel. And we do know that uh, I said I love Japanese movies from the late 50s, early 60s. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. In the world's closing days when a conscience-driven Japanese soldier fails to get his countrymen to surrender to overwhelming force, he adopts the lifestyle of a Buddhist monk. It is directed by Kon Ichikawa, uh, written by Michio Takeyama and Nato Wada. Uh, it is starring Rentaro Mikuni, Shoji Yasui, Tatsua Mihashi, and Jun Hamamura. Uh apologize if I mispronounce any of those names. And that is the Burmese Harp on Criterion Channel. Uh eight out of ten also on IMDB. So uh mm-hmm. yeah it looks There's like that. we're on, uh, off to a good start. Damn right. Here comes spin number two. Oh. <laughs> the Aristocrats. Aristocats. Aristoc oh, Aristocrats.
1: Believe it or not, I had just watched this movie. <laughs> the Disney movie. Yep. It's about a bunch of cats.
0: Yeah, Aristocrats is a completely different uh, Mm -hmm. movie about a very dirty joke, (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but we're not watching that. I'm assuming this is on Disney Plus. It's on Disney Plus, yes. Oh shit, damn it! I okay. Not shit, damn it. Shit, damn it. Yeah, yeah, it's on Disney Plus. It is with the help of a smooth-talking tomcat, a family of Parisian felines mm-hmm. set to inherit a fortune from their owner how does that work try to make it back home after a jealous butler, a jealous butler kidnaps them and leaves them in the country uh directed by wolfgang reederman mm-hmm, er, mm-hmm. R- wolfgang R- Man. uh written by larry clemens vance jerry and ken anderson it is starring phil harris Ava gabor uh, Sterling Holloway, and Scatman Crothers. Yes, Scatman Crothers. Mm-hmm. So that is the Aristocats on Disney+. Plus. Here comes spin number two. Monsoir Holla's Holiday. And that is from 1953, available on HBO Max. Monsoir Holla! Uh, right. comes, comes to a beachside hotel for a vacation and, at, and accidentally but good-naturedly Causes havoc. That sounds kinda of fun actually. Uh directed hmm. by Jacques Tati, uh written by Jacques Tati and Henri Moquet and Pierre Holbert. I would like to apologize <laughs> to everyone that speaks French. I although I might have done good, I don't know. I was Who just knows? trying to be funny, but uh, it is oh, sorry. They'll, they'll rip you off either way. Yeah. Jacques Tati, Nathalie Pascois, Michelin, and valetier Comal. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not correcting any of those. Uh, this is just too fun. Uh, and the, the original title is La Vecancée de Mon Soiroula.
1: Now we got two 50s movies and a 70.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh. Just, that cheered <laughs> me right up after talking about that. It's just, just Jean- <laughs> Jean-Tetit, Henri Marquet. Jean-Tetit, Pierre Oubre. <laughs> Which one are you leaning uh.
1: I can tell you right now. I doubt you're gonna want to watch Aristocats.
0: I've seen it uh, a long time ago. I am yeah. not a fan of classic Disney movies. I think they kind of suck. Sorry, but not sorry. Uh, I can do a
1: quick review right now. It does not hold up like we were kids. <laughs> like yeah, when I, we were I kids. can imagine. Yeah, I, I um, imagine
0: it's slightly racist, probably. I don't, I don't or am remember. I thinking of Lady and the Tramp with the Siamese cats? You're definitely thinking of that one. Okay. Um, yeah, that's one. But yeah,
1: I think overall it's you know it's good uh yeah but i don't think it's gonna be on any shelf uh now we got the the one you're gonna pronounce because you laugh at it or the burmese harp
0: holiday, exactly And the burmese harp <laughs> i myself am
1: leaning the burmese harp
0: I am also leaning the Burmese. I am fresh off 47
1: Ronin, and I want to continue watching some more old Japanese.
0: Unlike that, this is not four hours; it's only hour 56. Yeah, Uh, although I do want to, I do want to watch Monsuahulaz Holiday because uh, I like people causing havoc. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. there's that. But uh, yeah, uh, Burmese Harp then. Burmese Harp. All right, so that is going to be available on Amazon too. Let's just double check. Mm-hmm. No, not Amazon. That's just for DVD oh. sales. Uh, it is rent. available on the Criterion Channel. Uh, the Burmese
1: Harp.
0: ほんのためにもなる。妊人それっきり水島 uh yeah you can check that out before next week's episode thank you everyone everyone for listening as always you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com on instagram we are keystone underscore film underscore view twitter keystone underscore film facebook tiktok and youtube keystone film review much quicker that way why haven't i done that before and on letterboxd i am mike kfr and i am glenn kfr and that will do it until next week when we don't watch monsoir hula's holiday and instead watch (laughs) the burmese harp (laughs) goodbye everybody Bye-bye. Bye.